but I probably would have been one of the first people like taken to the top of the pyramid and sacrificed because I would have been a heretic, but regardless. Gents, non-binary friends, it is I, your host, Sydney Davis Jr. Jr. And if you haven't heard the last episode on Mother Anne and the Shakers, I went into a little bit of detail on why it's taken me so long to get a new episode out. I'm so sorry. It's been like a month since I produced episodes, but I promise you it was a wild month. It involved, I wrote a play that was being produced. Uh, my dog got really sick and is still really sick. I had to take an emergency trip to Arkansas. I quit my day job and so had to get all of the you know training materials prepared over my last two weeks. So it was it was wild to say the least. But I am back, and I would love to kick off this new era, this new summer of podcasts with um, a little bit about the Aztecs. Long story short, I went to a bookstore today. And if you've listened to the Shakers episode, I talk a little bit about the same bookstore in that one, um, where I found a ton of books. It's here in my town in Tennessee. I don't want to say where it's at because I don't want you to know where I live, but it's a used bookstore where everything was like $4 or less. And I found so many textbooks on religion. I bought all of them, of course, because at some point I'm sure they were worth over $100 if they were college textbooks, which it looks like some of them were. And I really found some interesting information on religions that I had never thought to cover before. The first one that jumped out to me was the Aztecs. Of course they had a religion. Why had I never thought about that? I don't know. So let's talk a little bit about the religion of the Aztecs. Now, there are three important names that I think you should know. The first one is Huitzilopochtli. I've seen it and heard it pronounced a few different ways. His name translates into Hummingbird of the Left, and he was a warrior god, and he was also the chief of all other Aztec gods. The second name you should know is Kotlaku or Coatliki. I also heard it pronounced that way. This was, we're going to call him Huitzi from now on. I hope that's not offensive. It's just very difficult for my Caucasian-ness to pronounce. I'm so sorry. So that was Huitzi's mother. So, or Snakes Her Skirt. The literal transla translation is Snakes Her Skirt. She was known to one, wear a skirt made of snakes in many of the illustrations and likenesses that were made in her likeness the statues of her are all wearing snake skirts is what i'm saying actually one of the largest existing and surviving um, aztec statues are of coatley i'm gonna call her we've got huitzi we've got coatley and her arms were made of snakes in some of the depictions of what she looked like her head was often covered in snakes she had snakes kind of as her that was her whole vibe her whole thing and then the last one is quetzalcoatl I've also heard that one pronounced a few different times, but we're going to say Quetzalcoatl for this one. And they were known as the plumed serpent, and they were a very important god to the Aztecs. Now, the Aztecs had a lot of gods. They had several. But let's start the whole story with Coatly. We're going to call her Coatly. God, this is going to be hard. I'm so good. Sorry, guys. So Coatly was Huitzi's mom, serpent skirt. She was the Aztec earth goddess, symbol of earth, both as a creator and a destroyer. She was the mother of the gods and mortals. She is one of the most fearsome figures in Aztec art. She was a virgin who also had 400 children. 
So I would really like to point out the connection here between the Aztec religion and Christianity. Their main god, their main prophet, right, or here their chief, was born of a virgin. And I thought that was very, very interesting. What are the chances that those two facts or traits or details would appear in both religions, even though they were founded and created so far apart at such different times? So like I mentioned earlier, she is the subject of one of the largest surviving Aztec cultures. There's a statue of her that is nine feet tall. It's huge. I saw a video of it. It's awesome. So the way that she got pregnant with Huitzi was she took a small quantity of white feathers and placed them in her bosom from which she conceived without having known a man. Now, according to Aztec lore, she became pregnant with this child. She already had 400 kids and her daughter, man, we're going to call her Koyo. I'm so sorry. Her name is Koyo Luxoloqui. I'm so sorry. Please Google it. We're going to call her Koyo. Koyo was very jealous of the new pregnancy that her mom had. And I think it's because she had heard that this newest pregnancy was going to be the leader of all the gods, if I had to guess. Um, it was probably very much like a Cain and Abel jealousy type situation. So the daughter, Koyo, she rounded up all 400 of her siblings and they all attacked their mother. So in one version of the story, she dies, but Huizzi emerges from the womb with a weapon and avenges her against all of his other 400 siblings. In another version of the story, he emerges from the womb and saves her life. But in all versions of the story, there is definitely conflict there between the mother and uh, the other children whenever she becomes pregnant with this chief of all the gods. So Huitzi was the god of war and the sun. He was considered leader of the Aztecs who viewed themselves as chosen people. His symbol was the eagle and he was the king of birds, but he was also um, a hummingbird. So a lot of times the Aztecs would reference the fact that if a warrior died in battle, he would come back as a hummingbird. It was seen as like a symbol of reemergence and of strength. So his name translates to hummingbird of the left, but for whatever reason, a lot of times you'll see him as an eagle. He was the deity of war, the sun, and human sacrifice. Now, sacrifices were made to him to protect the Mexica. Now, the Mexica were what they called the people who would later become the Aztecs. And the Mexica believed that infinite night was a possibility and that the sun never coming back was a possibility. So they made sacrifices to Huitzi in order to keep the sun coming up and to keep infinite night from being something that they had to suffer through. His main weapon, the weapon that you see him attributed to him the most in statues and imagery from this time, was a fire serpent. Thought it was very interesting that his mother was known basically as the mother of snakes and he had a weapon of fire serpents. So he is known as the leader of the Mexica and he took the Mexica that would later become the Aztecs and he helped them and he guided them from their homeland, which is written as a place of caves, to what is now known as the shrine, the center of all that is Aztec in Tenochtitlan. Now I've heard it, I've heard it pronounced as Tenochtitlan, so I'm going to call it Tenochtitlan because that is what 
I've heard the most, but it is now modern-day Mexico City. So basically very similar in the Christian Bible to the way that Moses led the slaves out of Egypt and into the desert. Huitzi led the Mexica, later the Aztecs, out of their homeland, which was cavernous and I imagine hard to farm in, and he brought them to Mexico City to become very prosperous farmers. And in a lot of their texts and a lot of their history, he is attributed with basically saving them and teaching them how to become agriculture farmers. Now, in Mexico City, in Tenochtitlan, there are lots of pyramids built in his honor, the largest one being reached by a climb of 120 steps. And around this pyramid, which was considered a sacred temple, the Mexica built a stone wall that uh, depicted things resembling serpents. So in this temple, they would sacrifice animals a lot, but the Aztec are often attributed with human sacrifice being their main thing. And historians actually believe that human sacrifice only happened for a brief period of time in Aztec history. They think that it only happened for about a decade, but because it was around the same time that the Spaniards came over and met the Aztecs, that's why there's so much record of human sacrifice. And that's why they're so well known, quote, quote, for being the um, peoples that sacrifice so many human beings. If you do a lot of Googling, you do a lot of research, historians actually think that they more likely sacrificed animals more often until things became very bad, like a famine, or there was a particular reason that they felt they needed to sacrifice humans to appease the gods. For example, they didn't believe that the world and that life was a permanent creation and that they actually had to persuade the gods to keep human life alive and to keep the world alive. And they felt that the gods would abandon them or would basically destroy the world and kill off all human beings if they weren't sufficiently supplied with blood. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean human blood animal blood counted, but I believe in their most desperate times, say for example, what we would know is just a really dry summer or a brief famine, they would panic and they would offer blood to the gods in hopes to save human life because they felt that the gods were not being persuaded enough and they owed them more. Tenochtitlan has 80 ritual temples and skull racks. So obviously they did sacrifice a lot of a lot of humans after their hearts, which were known as precious eagle cactus fruits, were offered to the deity. Victims were prepared for cooking and eating. Facial skin with beards intact was often flayed off of victims and preserved like gloved leather. So shit got whack. It did. No denying that. Even the historians that want to protect them from being known as like a cannibalistic murderous society, they were. They definitely were. Now, there was a god, we talked about him earlier, and he went by Quetzalcoatl. That's the most common pronunciation I hear. And he was known as the Plumed Serpent. Now, the Plumed Serpent was the lord of the night sky. In Aztec myth, the gods sacrificed themselves to restore a revolving sun to the world. Mass sacrifice energizes the sun. Humans could do no less than the gods. I found this very interesting as well, because in the Christian faith, you know, Jesus sacrifices himself to save those who follow him and those who believe him and those who have dedicated their lives to his father, God. So it's interesting that even in Aztec culture, the gods sacrifice themselves to restore a revolving sun around the world so that humans could survive. Therefore, the humans also owed them sacrifice, very much like in the Christian faith, the humans also owe sacrifice. Now, the Spaniards were absolutely shook by what they saw. 
They were shook by the human sacrifice that they watched. Now, again, a lot of historians argue that they only witnessed so much human sacrifice because of the time in which they met the Aztecs, and that had they met the Aztecs in any other decade, they probably wouldn't have seen nearly as much human sacrifice. But at the same time, they talked about the skull racks and the beating hearts, the the precious cactus fruits that were offered to the deities. So, I mean, I think it's fair to say that they weren't like against human sacrifice. That's all I'm saying. So now let's talk a little bit about the fall of the Aztec kingdom, which is really, really sad. So in this textbook, they talk about how the fall of the Aztec kingdom was caused in part by religion as well. In 1519, Montezuma, the Aztec king at the time, welcomed Hernando Cortez, thinking he was the plumed serpent, the lord of the night sky, Quetzalcoatl, He thought he was meeting Quetzalcoatl, and he thought that the plumed serpent had come from beyond the sea and had returned to his people. So the plumed serpent, who represented civilization as teacher of the arts and priestly learning, was usually a kind deity, and he took care of his people. When Cortez imprisoned Montezuma, the Aztecs knew Cortez was not their benefactor. So they believed he was their god coming to visit them. He led them to believe he was their god coming to visit them only to turn around and imprison their leader and basically begin what was the end of the Aztecs. Archaeologists have carefully studied the Aztec religion. For many civilized people, however, the Aztec human sacrifice cast a shadow over their achievements in cosmology and architecture. Now, I mean, come on, that last line. Yes, human sacrifice does overshadow a lot of what we know about the Aztecs. I mean, the first thing we think about when we think about Aztecs, or at least me, I don't know, maybe you, is human sacrifice and people being like having their chest cut open and their beating heart cut out. I mean, that's, you know, that's been written in history. But at the same time, they have this very rich, very beautiful system of religion where they believe in gods that are each over a very specific part of the world. Well, we had the overall mother, right? We talked about how she was the mother of all the gods, mother of all the human beings. She was also known to be an earth goddess or the symbol of the earth as both a creator and a destroyer. And she was also the mother of all mortals. So she was this big, beautiful character who, I I don't mean to say character disrespectfully, but she was this this being who was known to be the mother of everything good and the mother of everything living and alive. So it was very important to pay their respects to her because not only was she the mother of all, but she was the mother of what they later saw as the chief of all of their gods, Quetzalcoatl. If you could see how this is spelled, it's wild. Um, And he was the warrior god and he started his life fending off 400 of his siblings who were trying to uh, seek revenge on their mother and end her life and end her pregnancy. And whether or not we think that he saved his mother's life, whether or not we think that he didn't save her, but he did seek revenge and he did beat his siblings, that is, I suppose, up to you to decide or to do research on. But he began his life as a warrior and he was so important. He brought the Mexica or the Aztecs from a land that was not serving them properly and he brought them to what would later be their flourishing capital for many many years modern day mexico city where they would farm corn they would farm beans they would have this amazing agricultural society that did involve human sacrifice it did they did what they had to do they weren't doing it for fun they thought that they had to do it to keep they literally thought that they had to do it to keep the sun coming back so while i might have argued back then and been like hey guys I feel like we should water these plants with water. 
first and see if that works or maybe we should just like hold off like let's just hold off I feel like the night usually lasts like eight hours let's hold off 10 and see if it ends that's what I would have done probably but I probably would have been one of the first people like taken to the top of the pyramid and sacrificed because I would have been a heretic but regardless um they had this beautiful beautiful what's the word I'm looking for society they traded they created they had calendars they had all sorts of ideas and um they they built in a way that no other society had built before and they created a system of trade with communities stretching thousands of miles away it's unreal how their trade stretched across parts of mexico and while mexico city or Tenochtitlan was their main hub. They actually had several suburbs of their um, capital as well. And they just unfortunately could not beat what we later knew as the Spaniards or Hernando Cortez, be it that, you know, war and death and famine and disease took them over um, and were eventually their demise, all because they trusted him, because they thought that he was their god come back to earth to rescue them and to save them and to be there with their people, which again, there's a parallel there. Christians believe that Jesus will come back. They believe there is a second coming of Jesus and they believe that he's coming back to um, rapture everyone who believes in him, take them to heaven. And the Aztecs believed the very same thing. And unfortunately that ended up being their demise because they believed someone who wasn't the night God to be the night God. And honestly, I... I kind of feel like that's creepy foreshadowing, to be honest. I mean, if you really think about it, how many cults in the United States do we know that started because people who started out as Christians found a prophet or somebody they thought was the second coming of Jesus and followed them and then it led them down a really terrible road and cults started you know we're talking about charles manson we're talking about so many different cults and not all of them are murder cults some of them are weird marriage cults some of them are hippie cults some of them are cults where you just sit around and smoke weed but at the end of the day they trust somebody like jim jones with their religious they put their their lives in their religious hands and they follow these teachings and it automatically ends to their demise so i said all that to say i just think the parallels are very interesting between Christianity and Aztec beliefs. They have a God who was born of a mother. He's a prophet and he, well, I would say prophet. He, he was a chief who led people from less prosper to more prosper. Therefore, they felt they owed him. They sacrificed to him. The gods in Aztec culture gave their lives for the people to survive, just like Jesus gave his life for Christians. And so they spend the rest of their lives making sacrifices back to him, both in this religion and in Christianity, in order to basically pay back for what was done for them. But I thought it was interesting. I, it never occurred to me to really think about Aztec as a religion, as opposed to something interesting and historical to kind of study as more history and less um, theological, I suppose. I hope you found that interesting. And otherwise, ladies and gents, have a great day. Bye.